0: Hi, this is Ross Payton here with Roleplaying Public Radio. This is episode fifteen. Let's split up, gang. And of course, with me is uh, Tom Church over here.
1: Yeah. As I was watching you say those lines, I couldn't help noticing. I can almost see the enunciation going on in your mouth. It's amazing.
0: Yes. uh, It's
1: amazing how quickly that ends when you're done with the intro. Oh, thanks, Tom. And then you're just back to you know doing your normal shit.
0: It's because I care. Because the intro is important. You care
1: about um, the intro, but everything else is going to go, pff, fuck itself, right?
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, thanks, Tom. Mr. Oh, I'm the great voice actor, and Ross just sucks. No. Anyways, um, so here we are uh, with episode 15, and of course... If you've been paying attention to our PPR, we recently, or I recently, did a interview with Tarn Adams, the creator of Dwarf Fortress. The- oh
1: yeah, let's just talk about what Ross does.
0: Well, it's about the podcast, Tom. It's just I've taken the initiative to interview game designers and whatnot. Unlike you know some co-hosts that I'll
1: leave on Do not go there.
0: Okay, I'll just let the the listeners decide, but. Anyways, it's been a huge hit. I we had a little minor technical problems, but it was a good interview, ninety minutes long. Uh, got a really great response. Oh, so
1: you're only saying it was great because of the gigantic freaking response it got.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Is that basically what you're basing it on? And for? the
0: feedback, how everyone really, most everyone really liked it. Yeah. So.
1: Well, fuck you and I, Ross. Aww.
0: Poor yes, Tom. Maybe
1: it's jealousy coming out of my voice. I yeah. don't know.
0: Well, of course you could interview game designers, but that would require you to actually, you would know. Would you people actually do, like do like work. that
1: to happen? Me interview someone? Yeah. If you would, uh
2: Yes, we would. Uh.
0: See? The
1: holy crap, there they were. Yeah, exactly. Well, fine, I must interview someone then. <laughs> if any of you know anyone anyone to interview, uh you can write me or Yeah site Psych- yeah. or psychically send me a message.
0: Post it on our message boards which we have up or uh post a comment in the thread for or for this episode. Anything you think okay. of. Yeah.
1: Communication's all good.
0: It is. Communication is great. Speaking of that, uh we have uh, we should communicate about donations. We've set up donations on the site. You can uh, uh PayPal us if you feel RPPR is a good podcast. We use the money to pay for web hosting, equipment, all that other, other jazz. Other things
1: that, you know, Aren't exactly related to podcasting, but we need anyway. Well,
0: somebody's got to pay for that vault you uh, drink, Tom, so... Mother of God, that is good. Yes. Uh, So, if uh, we've decided we come up uh, with a few rewards, if you uh, want to donate to RPPR... There it was again. What? That enunciation, stopping yourself from screwing something up. I know. It's it's, again, it's because I care, because, you know, I'm... It's just entertaining to watch. Okay. Uh, So... Anyways, the first level of donation is obviously, obviously to subscribe for $2 a month. Uh, you can uh, keep our PPR afloat. If you do so, we'll give a shout out to you on our next episode whenever you sign up initially. And that's we'll right. post a link to whatever website you want. As you long as will s- be on the internet. Internets. Or no, no, internets is kind of out of. Out of that's like, no longer fun. We
1: cannot make a joke that is more than a week old.
0: Pretty much. <laughs> a week? Yeah. Anyways, however, if you're a big spender, you could give us a, a one-time donation. For example, if you wanted to give us $20, we will do a character sh- for you. Uh, we'll write up a character for whatever game system you want and whatever type. It could be you. It, of course, we don't know you, but you, know, you could... We
1: could sure give it our best chance to... Judging guess. on
0: your Facebook or MySpace or whatever else. So, or just your enemy, or your friends, family, whatever. We'll we'll be glad to do that. Uh, for fifty bucks, we'll do a character with an elaborate backstory of a few thousand words. In, of course, again, this could be whatever you want as long as it's not, you know, a Harry Potter. Fan your, father,
1: your, your father was Indiana Jones. <laughs> oh God!
0: <laughs> oh, thanks for bringing that up, Tom. Oh, I brought it up. Yeah. I went there. So. And for a hundred bucks, but please, we're if you're the writers. big monies, if you're rolling in the monies, we'll write an entire scenario for your campaign, however you want, specifically for your players, however you want to, we'll write you know a two thousand word or so uh, adventure, and uh, so for whatever system you want, uh, provided we actually have it and we can do it. If not, right. we'll we'll we'll, improv- we'll talk, we'll figure something out. So, or uh, Tom, you had the idea of yeah. What? We
1: like or for 100 100 bucks again, we will write a like one of our skits, which I know we haven't done a lot of recently. But we will actually write one like the game masters or the elitist fuck, one of your choice or you can ask us to make up a, to- a whole new
0: one. Extreme XP, the energy drink uh, that gives you experience points. Yeah, we can do your uh your own little 3 minute or so skit about whatever you want, as long as it's not totally out of the question. And funny. Yeah. We'll, well, no. The funny we'll try and do.
1: Well, that's okay. That's true. We'll we'll take that responsibility yeah. off of you.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just give us the idea. Whatever topic you want. If you, you want it to be about you know your RP, homebrew RPG that no one else in the world has ever played, and no one else will get the jokes. Just send us the RPG. We'll try and make sense out of it. Uh, if you want to do it about uh, the world of Cinnabar, which is you know one of the worst RPGs ever, or if you want to do about you know pretty much. Anything we'll we'll be glad to do it. So
1: or you're uh your your the sim or these the game similarity have on being a passenger a coach passenger on some transatlantic flight.
0: Wow, I would play a game like that or an avant-garde RPG where you play furniture.
1: Oh my god!
0: Yes, because that was a callback to uh, art. Yeah, brilliant. Exactly, the one commercial we did. Um. So, anyways, just throwing that out though. Of course, the topic we uh, are going to do for this episode was suggested by one of our listeners and on the Facebook group, I think, and it's splitting up the party. that Hence the title, Let's Split Up Gang, you know, the uh, phrase spoken in pretty much every single Scooby-Doo episode ever.
1: So, you know, so we all know, so Fred can be alone with Daphne while... <laughs> Scoop all these two stoners and the talking dog go off and do. Stop their talking spin. about
0: that fan fiction you wrote, Tom. I know you're proud of it, but you know.
1: Hey, do you like, that fan fiction was good? Do you think is there a Scooby Doo episode when Nazis show up and no. kill them because they tried to they try to uncover the mystery of the evil Nazis, which there was no mystery; they were just evil Nazis.
0: No, no, and that I didn't think so. Yeah, that's why I was trying to forget your fan fiction, but. Well,
1: there. No, there, you remembered it now.
0: Yeah. Anyways, this is, of course, one of the central challenges in running a game. Sooner or later, no matter. Well,
1: especially if you have a, if you have a big group.
0: Right. Um, but not necessarily. Even if you're, you know, three players, dungeon crawl, isolated place, that they all have to stick together, sooner or later, they'll find a reason to split up. And, you know, what do you do? The, you know, one player's fighting a goblin, the other one's figuring out a trap, and the other is reading a book in a corner or something like that, you know. So. There are several techniques you can do to keep the game going and keep it fun. Now, the problem with running a game and splitting the party up is, I'm sure every single gamer at some point or another has been in a game where the game master focuses way too long on one player or players and leaves everyone else, usually basically. his best Twitter.
1: friends and or girlfriends, yeah, or the like po- or
0: uh, not necessarily necessarily the best friends but the people who have been playing the campaign the longest and they've got these elaborate backstories and these incredibly cool can you know plot lines and all this other stuff and you, your character shows up for the first game and you're like hey guys what's going on and you seem trustworthy yeah and they like, all right well you could help us fight the evil bad guys as soon as the evil bad guys killed they all break off and do their plot lines again you're left twiddling your thumbs so what do you do so uh, yeah that that really sucks i've been in some games like that
1: uh, as i think we all have yeah
0: so the trick here is uh tom you you had a good term for what to avoid or what yeah
1: player dead air yeah just you know in radio you try to avoid that and in, in gaming you need to avoid yeah you need to avoid the players just sitting there doing nothing for a long time
0: yeah the thi- the the key here i think isn't necessarily leaving the player alone it's leaving a player alone for a long time, B, A, and B, um, leaving him with nothing to do or nothing to really think about or, or marginal, prepare or, or plan margi-
1: or marginalizing what they're doing.
0: Yeah, margin Yeah, that's another thing that happens a lot. It's like, oh yeah, sure, you you fi- okay, okay, you do this. Blah blah blah. Okay, let's get back to you. You know, Melissa, hot gamer chick. Let's do your plot for the rest. Of- okay, the other five of you can screw off. Yeah.
1: Like so, rose <laughs> like roll that seduction check. Roll it.
0: Yeah, exactly. So here's uh, uh the first thing you need to think of is going back between all the players relatively quickly. I mean, uh, try to keep each group or each action, you know, like maybe 5, 10, 15 minutes at most. 15 minutes at most.
1: I think if, if, I think even at 15 minutes, you are really pushing it.
0: Yeah, you are.
1: I mean, well, you know how hard it is to get the average person to focus for 15 minutes?
0: Yeah. It.
1: You know, that's damn near impossible.
0: And the thing is, whenever you switch, um, try to use, you know, a cliffhanger or you know like every every television show always leaves on a commercial break at a cliffhanger like oh no buffy is about to be killed by a vampire what
1: what the what the fuck are you doing watching buffy ross
0: i'm not i'm just brought it up as an example
1: okay well i'll believe that for now
0: <laughs> <laughs> it no no nah, nah, i wasn't i was totally not thinking about how you you hate buffy and you know that you mentioned in the other episode totally wasn't thinking of that at all stick to the topic Ross stick <laughs> to the topic okay but any TV show worth you know its I don't know ratings I don't know will leave the characters on a cliffhanger so you'll actually want to watch through the commercials or at least suffer through the commercials so you'll see what the hell happens to the character uh, when the you know a, a episode show comes back that's the key right there um, give the player put the player on a cliffhanger and be like okay you see three goblins there you can ambush them so while you figure out how you're going to ambush them what whether you're going to use your magic your spells or your dagger or whatever else i'll go over to the next group and see what they want to do change uh, scene shift yeah exactly Ch- you know move the camera from you know player a to player b well, and also
1: it doesn't have to be a cliffhanger either you can also make them like have them do something that takes a few minutes to do
0: well leave it leave the I mean that's true, but you want to leave them with something to think about or something to well, consider. Even,
1: well, even not a cliffhanger. Like say, like okay, you are breaking into the system. It's going to take you five minutes, about five minutes to, break, to bypass yeah. all the security. They can use that time to figure out. Okay, so what are you going to do when you actually get in?
0: Right, that's true. Or better yet, of course, the the player's favor will be okay. You get into town. What are you gonna buy? While you're thinking about what you're gonna buy, or who
1: you're gonna, or which of these bar winches yeah. you're gonna bang?
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm trying to
1: think realistically here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Um, or maybe, or better yet, if you can't do any of that, have the player go out run an errand, or you know, get some more Cheetos and Mountain Dew for the group because you know yeah. we're all gamers. Yeah. You know, and we all Cheetos and we all running. drink Cheetos and ma- drink Mountain Dew and yeah. All that fun stuff. Uh, so of course the, the main thing, uh, so that's the basic idea is to keep switching rapidly and try and leave each player. pause you know, pause each player on something that they remain active. The, the, the thing you want to avoid is a place where, you know, they're done. They, they have nothing to think about. They have nothing to do and they're just waiting for and you then, again.
1: And then their turn comes back around. And it's like, well, uh,
0: what's left to be done. Uh, yeah, exactly You know, one good thing you could leave them on is put them in a conversation with another PC. That's another you know, that's not a cliffhanger per se, but I think that's a really good place to pause them because then they can argue all day, all day long while you go deal with the other players. Just make sure they don't
1: start talking so loud they over start overlapping everyone else.
0: That's true. I mean, you and could as the
1: GM, you got to keep order while doing this too.
0: You could ask them to leave the room or move over, you know, to another place. Have them go, you know, if they're smokers, have them go out on smoke break or whatever. Um, now I know, you know, some of the games Trust
1: me, to- I've I've yet to meet a real a young smoker in one of these groups that if you say like, "Would you like a cigarette now?" They never say, "No, not right now, thank you."
0: Yeah, right. Uh, they are pretty. Like, I got my Marlboro.
1: And I have smoking smarts. I know how to do it, you know, do the cool way. And then then speak as I exhale. Like,
0: yeah, my life
1: is a real drag.
0: Ah, drag, like a drag of a cigarette. Multiple, double entendre. Yes, exactly. So that's the basic thing. Now, of course, then the idea is, you know, how long... Yeah. Do you want to this
1: timing? This thing is a lot about timing.
0: Yeah. So how do you keep me?
1: Like a- well, with my group, I actually use their faces themselves as like I've actually pretty, I can you know I can I'm pretty good at running what's going on here with this group with group A while also noticing what group B and C are you know their their faces on the on the players and you can start if you especially if you know them you can start to tell when their eyes start glazing over they start getting a little more fidgety. Yeah. At that point you know it's you know that's like. You know the Oscar music. Start wrapping it up. Get the, like get the thing, get shit moving.
0: Right. Um. So that yeah that that that's definitely a good point. Now so that so again that's that's sort of what I do when I
1: oh, I played with you. I I remember yeah. you often do
0: the. It's like okay quickly. What are you going to do? Yeah. And if they can't and unless they have an answer ready to go, I I move off. You know if they say well uh uh I don't know I don't know. Okay well why are you thinking about that? da da. You know I go over to the next one. So, again, that's the basic structure. You know, keep them, keep it fast, keep it fast-paced between each group. Leave uh, each player in a moment of decision or a cliffhanger or a conversation, and watch the other players. Make sure everyone's being enter- being entertained, having fun. And if they're bored out of their mind, then you, you know, can tell. Yeah,
1: Just, you know, looking away, having starting having private conversations about other topics. Yeah, breaking books out.
0: Yeah, exactly. That, that's um, the kind of shit you need to watch out for. Yeah. Of course, it goes without saying, you should ban all major distractions. No TV, no video games. Uh, cell phone calls should, you know, either be... Cell phone should be off, or if you have to take a call, leave the table. That's just... Uh,
1: oh, I can't make a personal note here yeah. about distractions or that. For the love of God, or whatever you consider holy, and you're playing music for yeah. the game... Don't suddenly say so like, oh, "Oh, turn this up! I really like this,"
0: <laughs> and then
1: do it. And then for second, no, no, I want like listen to this, listen to this. Yeah, because trust me, like, most likely the other people don't care.
0: That's true. That's true.
1: I, that happened to me last week. Yeah. I just wanted. I just wanted to. I just want to say it was some. It was some song. I don't even remember the song or the group. I don't give a shit. But he actually stopped the game for three minutes. Wow. So he's like, "No, okay, now I want you to listen to this song." I'm like. And any time one of us like well, we try to do our little thing like, oh, well, that's he's like, "Don't talk, listen. What song was this? by the way I wasn't listening, obviously
0: <laughs> yeah, I was actually going one Mississippi, two Mississippi Wow, I would uh not run, play under a game with that person i i I'm not Is it someone I know, or is it
1: no, no, this was actually this is actually
0: someone I met at work. Oh, okay, wow, um well. Better luck next time. Anyway, so, of course, now... Thank you, man. Yeah, good to get it off your chest. That's the basic structure, but there are more advanced things you can do as well. Now, you need to start thinking about the game itself. Like, when you're splitting a party up, think about what the players... You know, step back and think about the larger plot. Uh... Of course, the first thing you should do is try and consolidate groups whenever possible. Right. Um, you don't want... You know, if you have six players, you don't want six different directions. You know, you want a, two different directions. A group of three and a group of three, or a group of four a group of two. Actually,
1: a good movie... like uh, the, movie, the movie Ocean's Eleven? Yeah. Eleven characters all working... Like, most of the time they're separated... Yeah. But they're all working towards the same thing. Yeah. That's that's just that's another thing I I often use for inspiration myself. There's a lot of yeah. movies you can do that Well,
0: with. a lot of the tasks that the characters in Ocean Elevens have are very simple tasks, you know, like they could be done in a few skill role, roles. Uh you know, I'm talking about, you know, getting the equipment ready, making dra- you know, yeah. dra- you know, making, you know, driving Doing, yeah. driving the routes. Yeah. And the interesting stuff is when they're all together and bouncing off of each other. And that's what you want. The players mm-hmm. bouncing off each other in conflict with each other or sort of trying to figure in, it, you know... I mean, conflicting personalities yeah, and exactly. egos. Yeah. Um, so that that's thats sort of something to keep in mind. Now, the thing is, also connected to that, think of how you can connect these different plot threads, these different groups, these different uh, players together it would it's really cool whenever you know player A goes off in this direction, player B goes off in this direction, player C goes off in a third direction and you figure out how to get them all together later on, you know, mm-hmm. in a in a way that's organic, not just you, you don't want to make it railroaded or if you do railroad it, you want to make the the rails invisible. You don't want the players to know that you're forcing them this direction. You want to give them the illusion of free choice or give them a re- reasonable thing. So that's, that's one thing to keep in mind. Just try and figure out how you can push them all in the same way. Yeah, because
1: I guarantee it. if, the tra- if the, as you said, the tracks are visible, they'll call you out.
0: Yeah. So that, that's sort of the, tricks, uh, the, the trick, of course. How to do that, that's a whole separate topic of you know, making the railroading invisible. That's, that's for a future episode. But, um, of course, now the other advanced thing is obviously dealing with large groups. How do you deal with eight players? Now, I've only ever, I've only ever played in groups
1: of that size. I've never run <laughs>
0: groups of that size. I have.
1: Yeah. Yes, I know you have. Um, you I, were in it. I, that's one of the games I played. <laughs> yes. Uh,
0: yeah. The I've run a few games and, uh, with eight, six, eight players. And it
1: doesn't take much when the when the independent little conversations start going on, it just gets chaotic.
0: Yeah. Um. Th- this when you're dealing with much more, many more players than you're really used to. You know, more than four. You really need to start thinking not just these little techniques for moving back and forth between all the players because at a certain point, you're going to get lost with all the details, with all the information. Uh, So you have to um, keep track of all this stuff yourself. So you want to keep it as simple as possible. So you have to think at a more structural level, at a more figure out, make the scenario more interesting Uh, or not more interesting, but more suitable for large groups. Uh, so, for example, like in Mask of Nyarlathotep*, I kept it at one location, like a mansion where uh, everyone was showing up. At, there was a ballroom, you know, at fancy dancing. This was yeah. in the 20s. And there was, you know, the subplot where they had to get in the safe. Uh, they hired a safe cracker and they had all this stuff going on. But, you know, I couldn't have run it if there was more than one location. I mean, it just would have been too much. But I had and I also prepared a lot. I got, you know, blueprints out. Of the mansion. I figured out who all the bad guys were in advance. I figured out what they were going to do, and um, that's you know. So you need to prepare in advance. And and
1: most of the characters knew what we were there for. Yeah, I mean, like what they're like is like okay,
0: I'm here to do this. You're here to do this. Yeah. You're here to do this. And I sort of tried to keep various centers of action. I didn't try to entertain each PC at each location. I I was fun with just saying okay, there's nothing going on in this room, or there's just. You search it, eh, nothing going on. You know, I try to f- sort of encourage them to go to the, the ballroom where everyone was or the safe, the room mm-hmm. with the safe or things also, like that. And also, you
1: kept it quick, too. Yeah,
0: very quick. And and
1: it's, it's like, okay, what are you doing? All right, do it. And uh, what are you doing? Mm. And, yeah, I, I, there's a lot of, like, um, uh, uh, yeah. uh, like just yeah just move on
0: yeah you and that keeps the players more interested because they're more tense like oh crap i missed my chance what's going to happen to my character or whatever so that that's of course the first thing um you should do or you know one of the things you should do
1: and also watch out for doing it too fast because then they might just be too busy thinking what they're going to do and miss out on what all the other players are doing
0: yeah yeah another thing is obviously again. I mean, I use basically all the techniques we've talked about so far, you know, get the players talking to each other, uh, you know, kept a few centers of action, try to get them to group into small little teams. One thing I did that I was really happy with was I re- there was a lot of combat, a lot of action going on, but I kept everything down to very as few skill rolls as possible. You know, like one gunshot. You know, no initiative, then gun, then fire, then damage, blah blah blah. If they shot some, if they made their gun check, they they shot one of the bad guys, and that was that.
1: I rem- I remember like one particular nightmare combat scenario of eight players in a Rifts game. Oh wow! And we were like sixth, sixth, and seventh level play- characters, so the combat went on for fucking ever.
0: Yeah, you cannot use a complex system. ...with eight players unless you are prepared to run a 12-hour game or a six-hour game. I mean...
1: Well, God, God of course, you remember the uh, siege on the elithid City? Yeah.
0: I mean, that's sort of like the ultimate thing I've done was run an epic-level game with like five players or six, six players. Or six six. All 24th-level... All with epic leadership, or most with epic leadership, you know, so they had epic companions, epic you know they're they're basically on the good guy' side, they had several hundred characters versus several thousand bad guys, and I had probably ten twenty epic villains statted out to throw at them, and we went through it round by round, it was like a thirty round combat and over two sessions, yeah, two sessions, and it was just ridiculous. it was probably six to eight hours of playing altogether.
1: But I gotta got say. Something interesting is actually when the on the second session came up and everyone arrived, there was like no chatter. It's like, let's get this fucking thing going. Yeah. That's the only time I've ever experienced that where there's no like there's no just like, okay, do we want to get started now? Or, yeah. No, it was like, let's go.
0: Yeah, they were on a mission. So, you know, it can be incredibly rewarding to have that kind of in ridiculous depth, all oh, the yeah. stuff, this very epic feeling. I mean, that's something you're going to remember for a long yeah, time.
1: Yeah, and like with large groups, like... If they're actually clicking,
0: yeah, with your it, friends, yeah,
1: it's you know it's awesome,
0: yeah, and you know that I think that it, it's fair to say that was one of your favorite battles of all.
1: Oh yeah, it's one I talk about to, yeah. my other groups to you know today.
0: Yeah, and I'm really happy that I ran it. It's just not something that I would do on a weekly basis.
1: Well, it's pretty much after it was over, we had to go. Whoo! We had to we had to step yeah. back and just. And then of course there was then there was discussion for another two hours.
0: Yeah, just like ah, oh, did you see the time? And you know, I mean, just all the things that were going on. The, you know, there's Patrick. You know, was just happy that he managed to get rid of this one pit fiend that would teleport in, attack them, and then teleport out. Patrick's paladin kept bringing it down to like three hit points in one round, but he could never kill it in one round. So the 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 demon would teleport away, heal itself, then come right back. And Patrick hated that guy. He it was he took it
1: personally. Yeah.
0: Just because he, he could never kill it in one go and it was just being a jerk bouncing back and forth. And uh I had a good time with that. And uh Yeah. So, yeah, that that's sort of the thing That's sort of the, the ultimate reward is having this you know, legendary battle, this legendary session with all these players and just ridiculous, you know. Especially, over a, the top. especially
1: a battle that's spread out.
0: Yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to be well, I mean, like, like spread, one spread
1: yeah. over the same area. Yeah.
0: Um, that's a worse You know,
1: the, you, you do have to, have to kind of split up the group for that.
0: Yeah. And uh,
1: it can also be a total clusterfuck if it doesn't work.
0: Yeah. I mean, I had written initiative sheets and I kept everything on notes and I was pretty me- meticulous and I was. I mean, I've memorized the 3.5 rules. I mean, I I just knew them. God help you out.
1: when 4th four ed comes out. Man.
0: Yeah, 4th ed, ain't it ain't going to mean nothing It thing. don't mean shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got that licked. Yeah, that's nothing. I'll, <laughs> I,
1: was
0: like, I was like, bitch, 4th ed's my bitch. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that so whenever you're planning for a large group, you, you have to plan differently for a large group than for a small group. So uh, just keep all that in mind. If you have any questions on running a split up group or a large group, uh, feel free to let us know. But again, we're
1: not just questions. If also yeah. you have ideas of your own,
0: yeah. But just to summarize, keep each give each player you know as much equal face time. Keep the uh, uh, time between each player short. Give them something to think about, something to do. While you're away from them, most
1: importantly, keep them entertained. Keep them entertained. That's the bottom line. Don't
0: let them get bored. Don't be that guy. Don't be that game master who's a total dick and ignores players for an hour or more at a time. Don't be that guy or we will come to your house and we will get you. No, I don't think so. Okay, Tom. Well, give us something to think about, though. Yeah.
1: We'll talk bad about them on the internet.
0: Yes. So if you got a game master like that, let us know, and we'll badmouth him for you. And if you have his phone Or if num- you donate, we'll badmouth the hell out of him. And if you give us his phone number, we'll post it. You
1: can call that fucker.
0: No, that, I think that's harassment. Oh, is it? Yeah.
1: Well, we can do it without posting it, then. Yeah, yeah. If, if, like <laughs> Email us if you want the guy's phone number. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: Tom. So. Anyways, um, so that's uh, splitting up the gang. Next up, we, of course, we have a letter from Tom. Oh, it's...
1: Now a letter from Tom. Last time I did a letter, I gave you all a poem that showed off my artistic creative side, the side of me that likes to don a maroon smoking jacket, procure a glass of fine brandy, sit back in an expensive recliner, sit next to a roaring fireplace, and wax poetic with you until we all pass out thinking about Chardonnay wine and Marcel Proust. Well today, it's time to get back to my normal subject, spewing bile and hatred at things that piss me off in the gaming world. And the world of games leaves me no shortage of things to fling poo at. A veritable cornucopia of shit, if you will. For today's shitfest, I leave the realm of tabletop RPGs and plug into the MMORPG cyber clusterfuck. And the shit we shall sample today is Star Wars Galaxies. So let's strap into our X-Wings, grab our cockmeat sandwiches, and jerk off in a mediocre adventure. Let me begin by saying that I love the Star Wars D20 RPG, especially the Saga Edition. I have enjoyed many games of it, plus the recent campaign I have started is start looking to be a good one. So one of my friends said, "'Hey, you like Star Wars. Come join our guild in galaxies.' I said, uh, okay. Never mind the fact that I have always hated the endless grind of M.O.R.P.Gs. But I thought, hey, it's Star Wars. Surely that will make the grindfest easier to take, right?' Sigh. "'Tom, you stupid, stupid, brain-dead little fucktard. Why must you keep being stupid?' That aside, I made my character a Trandoshan musician and began my grind to level 90, as everyone knows you have to be at least level 80 or higher to really start playing the game. So I parked myself in a random cantina, used a macro, and left it on overnight for two nights. Soon I was level 90 and ready to play. Who fucking raw? I quickly learned that entertainers' balls are tiny when compared to the combat classes, so even some tiny rack could still kill me like a Buick dropping on a five-year-old. All the cool missions were unavailable, so I was left to play music and buff other better characters in cantinas for tips, just like some large lizard whore. And it's Star Wars, so I couldn't exactly be a metal musician. All I was able to play was cantina music, while a fuckload of scantily clad female Twi'leks and a few scantily clad males danced around swinging glow sticks. Oh, I suppose I could have grinded for a few more weeks in one of the combat classes, but soon the whole point of it was lost. Why the fuck should I pay 15 bucks a month for the privilege of playing through this shit over and over? So I dropped it like a hot potato with a case of the clap. Besides, if I want a scantily clad alien guys dancing like idiots in cantinas, I'll just play with my gaming group in the Star Wars RPG. And with that, I get the added pleasure of having a player sing Baby Got Back in a Gungan accent.
2: These losers are really
0: well, Tom, uh, thanks for. But how do you really f- uh, feel about Star Wars Galaxy?
1: I brother if i didn't pour my heart out to you in this i don't know what more i can say all right right. well granted i did write this you know in my brief periods of time off at work today so Uh, okay it's it's in pencil and pretty shitty handwriting
0: i'm sure our listeners really care about that
1: i just thought i'd mention it
0: okay full disclosure all right fair enough fair enough anyways of course now we have our shout outs uh i'll start with uh one, a video game I've just started playing, Cave Story. It's a PC game along the lines of uh, a side-scrolling adventure game along the lines of Metroid, uh, Trans- or Castlevania, other games like that. Uh, Most you, NES games made. Yeah, it's done by this Japanese guy. It's uh, been translated to English. It's totally free, uh, and it's uh, quite fun so far. I've been playing with, with uh, my Xbox 360 controller hooked up to my PC, and I've just... It's quite entertaining. I don't know what the hell it's about or who the characters really are. Or doesn't what's matter. Co- doesn't matter. All right. So, anyways, Tom, you had one.
1: Yep. Actually, and, uh, going to my thing of doing old PC games, my shout out to the game Shadowcaster. Yeah. One that I actually have the privilege of I own on the original CD, so it actually plays. And the great thing is, you don't need a sound blaster to have sound in this. Okay. But it's um, it's kind of like it's a lo- it's a uh, first person RPG. Kind of like, uh, kind of like you know, levels are kind of remind me of Wolfenstein 3D.
0: Yeah,
1: where you play like a guy that can shape shift into different monster forms and use their powers. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty simplistic, but it's one of those games you start playing and then you happen to notice
0: three hours have passed. <laughs> Fair enough.
1: So uh, yeah, that's mine.
0: So of course, lastly, uh, before we go, we have the anecdote. And Tom, you've just started. You mentioned Star Wars earlier. Yes, um,
1: I, I was not lying when I said I had started a uh, running a campaign and the Star, using the Star Wars Saga Edition. Right. Which I find much more simplified. I really like it. But I ran the I ran the introductory scenario. You know, we spent most of the time making characters, and then about two and a half hours of actual play. Right. And I apparently had one of those rare moments where the Gaming and comedy gods smiled upon me and gave me and, and let me do a scene that they actually had to stop, you know, for a while to laugh. I, <laughs> That's I always good. Well, anyway, I'll, my players will remain unnamed as I haven't asked their permission for this. <laughs>
0: I don't think they'll
1: care. I but... probably not. But get. one of the players is a uh, Jedi, and this is it's, it. Takes place in the Civil War, so Jedi must remain hidden lest right. lest they be hunted down. So he's been hiding for the last several years, working as a uh, bartender in a cantina on Nar Shaddaa, which is the moon of Nal Hutta. Right. Where the, you know, Hut homeworld. So there's mostly a lot of, you know, Hut mercenaries and whatnot go there. And as an addition, the bartender working with him is a human that just, I thought like, well, just to give him a little flavor, I actually kind of gave him the flaming accent. Okay. You know,
0: you know what I mean the the flaming gay flaming accent. gay accent yes. okay
1: and um, he was he was popular to, he's you know one of the popular characters the be,
0: whole lisp and everything yeah yeah
1: and uh, you know they fabulous okay yeah, thing yeah, yeah. so finally uh, the other two uh, other two players make it there and you know I, I decided to do this like I said some of the players knew each other and some will be bring suddenly brought in so they go in, they go into this into this cantina to hide and my the bartender uh PC has made a reputation for himself by making drunk uh drinks the huts like that are like extremely powerful made of like engine coolant and, and things and various chemicals right right so i just so i decide that at this point one of the hut capos or the equivalent you know comes in because he's heard of this guy and wishes to sample one for himself right so he comes in requests one and you know Actually, the player did quite a quite job. Oh, oh, yes, yes, of course, and you know, kind of, you know, kind of like uh, not Don Corleone, but like Sonny Corleone suddenly walked in. Okay. So uh, he makes the drink, and as this happens, just I totally thought of this out of my ass. The you know flaming gay bartender looks up. Suddenly, all you know the uh, you know ridiculous smile vanishes. Reaches under the counter, pulls out a shoulder-mounted proton torpedo launcher. <laughs> okay and fires it and basically vaporizes the hut capo and his entire entourage. Okay. Which I apparently made. This has been his goal for the whole time he's working at the cantina, get a shot at this one hut. Okay. And, of course, he leaps over the bar, runs out, and now <laughs> the, like the whole place scatters, and so now the three PCs are left in this cantina having to get the fuck out because a capo was just vaporized.
0: Yeah, 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 I could see that.
1: So and then of course the rest they you know flee the cantina, you know you know seek pa- you know get passage aboard a uh, freighter that doesn't ask any questions. Yeah. And have to escape, but aluminum they, falcon or something like something that? Yeah, something like that. But they you know but after that session was over they said please please bring that guy back in.
0: Okay. <laughs> um, why did you decide to uh, vapor do that uh, just on this? Well, program?
1: I knew that. I honestly I, I knew what I kind of wanted to do but a lot of times I'll leave the details out until I'm actually So you punished. wanted the capo to die? Yes. Well, not so much that. I wanted a sudden emergency causing him to have to flee. You know, okay. With, with leave and leave most of their shit behind and just get the hell out. And he's I you know, the player playing the uh, bartender wanted to you know, say like okay, we just say that I've been like, you know, I'm making a name, I'm making these really ridiculously powerful drinks like Okay, so I went with
0: that. I see. Okay, I I mean I could see. Okay, with that I could see that. But when you're talking about this earlier, I was sort of confused because oh, this capo got killed, and now all the players, you know, are put in danger. That's kind of a a, a jerk thing to do if you're not if you just do it totally randomly. If you weren't, but you had a plan. Okay, I, see.
1: I did have a plan, and yeah. uh, the details all kind of the details all kind of came to me as I was doing it. But
0: okay. But, yeah, cuz I've had game masters just like, you know, back in the high school game, oh, era, yes. yeah, oh, yeah. where they are like, "Ha ha, you're dead." Or "Ha ha, you're now wanted." Or "Ha, or, ha a dragon or, flies overhead." Or, or "You're
1: delitched." Yeah, you're delitched. I, I I mention that to everyone I possibly can.
0: <laughs> just like you're buying something at the grocery store. It's like,
2: "He was delitched." It's like, "It's 587, son." <laughs> it's
1: like, "But um Yeah. But I knew I knew I hit I hit gold there because I know that, you know, I know the difference between the player's faces when you do something that you that's totally out of your ass, and they know it's totally out of your ass, and it makes no sense. They're like, they you know you know the right. look. This was a look of like, holy fuck, that was awesome. Yeah, and I got that look from all of them.
0: Good. Sounds like a fun game.
1: Yeah, it's shaping up to be
0: cool. And it'll obviously implode in a few sessions. Now, that actually,
1: you's... no, it's going quite well. It's actually it's been uh, three sessions now, and
0: right. shows no signs of stopping. Well, I'm just saying it will because you've said of how great it's going, so. Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, big fate and, you know, everyone will just kill each other in the
1: But, next you season. know, one of my players likes to keep a list of all the memorable NPCs and that we encounter in our games. Yeah. And he quickly wrote down, you know, <laughs> gay bartender assassin guy. <laughs> he doesn't even have a name yet. It's just gay bartender assassin guy.
0: It'd be like comic book guy only, you know, or exactly. ha, you know, Bumblebee Man or any of the others. <laughs> Worst stuff. NPC ever. There we go. Or best NPC ever. Anyways, all right. So that's been uh, RPPR episode fifteen. Let's split up, gang. Uh, I'm Ross Payton, and of course uh, I'm
1: Tom. And Ross, don't ever say that. We'll split up, gang, in that voice again.
0: Okay, I I I swear, as long as I watch Buffy the Vampire. Y- y- Don't go there, Ross. You okay. are
1: treading upon things that are not a good place to go. <laughs>
0: all right. all right. Once
1: you start on this path, forever will it dominate your destiny.
0: All right. We'll see you on the message board.
1: Catch you on the flip <laughs> side.
2: Demonic poltergeist Rip off shaggy's water of pipe Scoobing things that look in the river bleak where are you? Velma's forky scrappidu do. Shaggy's doing jello shots In the quick-jedge parking lot And the Velma's too messed up to speak